What's going on, everybody? I'm Peter. And I'm Chris. And this is the Holmes Real Estate Podcast, going through real estate questions and issues that you may have here in our southeast Michigan market. Today we're going to talk about, it's kind of an odd time for us to talk about this. It is, and I'm kind of pushing for it because I see I see what can happen here. Even though we got a little bit of low inventory in this area, I, I really think now's a really good time to start chatting about waterfront properties. Yep. We're going to talk about waterfront properties today. Hey, listen, it's 60 degrees outside, which is really weird for November 28th. Uh, we'll take it. It's you know, But we figured, hey, with this warm front today, let's talk waterfront properties. So, of course, as you know, we are, they call us, you know, Boat Town USA. We have got probably more boats than people in some places. <laughs> right. Uh, but from all the way down from Gross Point, Detroit on the Detroit River, all the way over to Ira Clay Township, Algonac, up, up the St. Clair River in Marine City. Um, you know, we have just got a ton, a ton, a ton of waterfront here in, in Macomb County and St. Clair County here. Um, but we wanted to go over a couple things. There's really three different types of properties we're going to talk about. The first one is true waterfront. It's where you are on the lake. Uh, the second would be canal front, and the, which is very, very common. The third would be what, what we call quiet water or houses that are on your man-made ponds. And then we also have lake access too, mm-hmm. but you know they're not going to really fit into the same criteria that we're doing because you, you have access to the lake, but you're not going to have some of the same... I don't want to say issues, but yeah, there's potential benefits, problems. issues, right. potential problems. So let's let's talk about the first one. Waterfront is going to be anything that is actually on the water. It's going to have actual frontage. Um, we're, when we talk frontage, we're talking about the width of the property, the amount of, of, of frontage you actually have on the water. Um, that is going to be generally much higher price than canal front, especially yeah. on Lake St. Clair. Um, and then canal access, of course, is going to be anything that's on a boatable canal and then, like we mentioned, quiet water is going to be anything that's a man-made pond. So what is right for you is the big question. Right. Um, we, and we have some people that, that you know, are boaters. And mm-hmm. you, they might have a 20-footer. They might have a 60-footer. Right. Um, they, could, they could be into the fishing, hunting, and all that stuff. Or they could just be in a pleasure boat boating and cruising. Right. And that's going to, to affect the, the type of house you buy. Of course, the big differential is price. You know, of course, a waterfront house is going to be significantly, you know, more as far as price. But also, we want to look at if you have a sixty-foot boat, having a waterfront. If you don't have any canal frontage, is is not a great option. Um, no, no. Lake Saint Clair can get nasty, especially if you're on uh, our our west side here and the winds, you know, blowing in uh, out of the northeast. It can be a, a real. Or if there's uh, a ton of boat traffic, yeah. you're going to get beat to snot. Right. But you know we have like if you look at some of the places on let's just say by us Point Lake View, mm-hmm. um, you've got amazing waterfront, but right. a lot of them don't have a canal in the back. Yeah. Now if you go down the road a bit to Lottie View, a lot of those do have the lakefront, right. but and they the have the canal access. Yeah. So if you're on a, a, the waterfront without the canal access, you are going to be limited to anything that you can have on a hoist. Essentially, is that is that, is that fair to say? Oh, big time. Yeah. So you will keep that. We'll say twenty five and under realistically. <laughs> So hey, if you want to pay for a bigger hoist, God yeah. bless you. That's going to be your average boat hoist is a 15,000-pound hoist. So that we're going to be talking pontoon boats, bow riders, fishing boats, things like that. Uh, if you're on canal access, it's really going to depend on the size and width and depth of your canal um, about what kind of boat you can have. But, I mean, we've seen, of course, boats all the way from jet skis all the way up to 60-footers in, in the canals depending on the size. Um, so let's talk about that. When we're looking for a property, we, that is one of the big things we're going to be looking for is what's the canal depth, what's the canal width, what's clarity. Um, you know, do, do is you get... there a freaking bridge? Exactly. Oh my goodness! Nothing like having that that big old cruiser, and and then you look down the road, and and you're basically locked in by two bridges. Right. 
And so we want to look at bridge restrictions not only in fact can um, can you get out at all, but also do you have to change your route out to the lake because of a bridge restriction. And if you do have bridge restrictions, of course, you're going to be kept to, uh, you know, boats that can fit under that. Uh, and that's we're not going to go specifically into that because all the bridges are different. Oh, yeah, um, every community. So the and that is while that is a big consideration the other thing is we want to talk about width of the canal making sure that you can turn your boat around making sure that you have enough dockage space and of course making sure that you have enough depth in your canal to draft your boat uh, that's that's very very important yeah I mean, nothing like grounding out in your boat <laughs> and again that's something we we look at we'll take a look at the communities a lot mm-hmm. of us know uh, all the different areas that the the boaters really want to be in right um, and like Peter said at the beginning, I mean, that could be from anywhere in St. Clair all the way into Harrison Township and the points. I mean. Right. And the, and the, the, the communities are going to be a little bit different. Uh, if you're talking about a quiet water or a, a man-made pond community, a lot of those are going to be built, built up subdivisions. So, but once you get to canal front, lakefront, there's going to be a, a kind of a hodgepodge of properties. We're going to have $100,000 cottages and million-dollar mansions. Oh, yeah. Well, look at uh, Venice Shores. We've got mm-hmm. some friends that live out there. And... You might have like a 900,000 square foot ranch on the canal, and then you're going to have uh, a mega mansion that's that's on the lake. Right. Yeah. Huron Point's another great example. They're yep. still as low as like 99,000 as NSI is <laughs> 1.7 million. So this is going to be something, of course, it does make pricing difficult, but you have to know, too, what kind of community you want to be in. A lot of the boating communities are very tight-knit, but you have to understand the kind of the community and what kind of community you want. Do you want one that all, you, all the houses look the same? Do you, are you okay with one that is... Uh, the other thing too is our canal front houses are going to be very close together. They're yeah. going to be built longer front to back because the lots are mostly fifty feet. As Go down Anchor Bay Drive, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of them are you're going to have your garage across the street, so you need to check out. As as we, I feel like we say this all the time: drive your communities, drive the neighborhoods. You know, really take a look at what you what you it, like. Drive it as if you're going home. Drive it. Drive mm-hmm. it as if that's your destination, and right. and see if it's right for you. See if it's what you want in a community. Yeah. Is it a place where a bunch of people are, are walking dogs and jogging, or place where you're going? Nobody's outside. Right. Yeah. I mean, what fits you? And it's also something to consider if you're not a boater and you want to buy a waterfront. Being in some of these communities is not going to be a great place for you because. If you're not a fan of seeing people's boats in their driveway and things like that, if you want a nice, tidy neighborhood, but you just want the view of the lake, some of these communities might not be for you. You may want to check out one of the man-made pond types uh, you know, that have a little bit more standard subdivision. And you can walk around your pond. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's okay. So also, while we're looking at specific houses, there are some things that we're going to be wanting to check out. Uh, so there are bonuses like having power at your dock, having the host bigots there. Um, also, you're going to be... You know, of course, like we said, checking out the canal depth and width, and that's going to determine partially where you go. If you're okay with having smaller canals, you can stay here in Harrison Township. If you want a big, wide, deep canal, you may have to go to the other side of the bay there to uh, to make that happen on the Bird Streets or some of the other streets out there. Yeah, and um, like Peter was talking about, the people with the bigger boats, what kind of power is out there? Right. Do you have a 110? Do you, do you have a what, yeah, two, 220? Yeah. Um, do, do you ha- have adequate adequate water yeah, to, to clean clean your boat off right and the other thing do you have adequate space if you've got 50 feet of dockage it does not mean that you can have a 50 foot boat oh god that is the the biggest misconception we see because number one a 50 foot boat is not 50 feet long it's not 50 foot nominal length which means actual length is probably 52 or 53 feet and you cannot you know you're not going to be nose to nose with the boat in front of you oh. so 
we do want to be looking at that and having a reasonable <laughs> expectation about what boats we can you know have in our frontage. That's and there awesome. are there are some communities that will have larger frontages. Um, Huron Point is a great example. There's some um, one we sold one that had 150 feet of frontage. Yep, and that, they got a 60 footer over right. there. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have some communities where maybe you have two boats, maybe right. you have a fishing boat and a cruiser. Some communities may not allow that. Yeah, you're going to want to check into that, and, and some associations will, you know, or they will, um, like if you have jet skis, they'll have a certain number of watercraft or a certain number of, bo- of boats. And if you want to have jet ski pads, things like that, those are definitely things to check in. Um, now, what about pricing? You found your dream waterfront home. What can we expect on pricing this versus pricing a, 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 an inland house? Well, I, I'm sure anybody can imagine that this is going to be quite, a, a bit more expensive. Like mm-hmm. the same house inland, maybe in the middle of Macomb, might be 250000 300000 and you're looking at four to 500 in a canal, depending on the canal or waterfront. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you get what you're paying for on right. these. Yeah, and the, but also there is, you can definitely get on the waterfront affordably here this is i think one of the most affordable places in the country to live on the water i mean you can like we've said you can live on on the water for two hundred thousand dollars you know on a canal uh and that's and be 30 minutes from work yeah and and you might need a little bit of work or you might need to make some adjustments over time to the home but i mean two hundred thousand dollars to be on a canal or or have a great lake view or anything like that yeah and that's also something that we're going to look at too is um do you have lake views do you have uh any communal access points? Do you have a, you know? Do you have a launch there? Do you have you know communal park? Anything like that that you may have an association fee for? We're going to be checking into that as well. But now you know we're looking at it probably being a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. to go along with the loan because you know the loan's going to be similar. It's yeah, going to be very, similar very to similar anything to a, else. A, a standard in the house. But we are going to be looking at higher taxes. Yes, and then the possibility for our dreaded flood insurance i would say the vast majority of the houses here are going to be are going to be on a flood plane and have flood insurance depending on the elevation um, of the home exactly depending on the elevation of the home you know there's some that are like an inch off from needing you know flood insurance gee they don't do that on purpose do they yeah um so that is something that you are going to need to look at and flood insurance can be expensive it's and it can affect what you're pre-approved for uh you know that's definitely a concern um, it is not cheap, and it is something that you are going to have to. It's something that comes along with owning a waterfront home. Um, the other thing is, of course, we don't have basements the vast majority of the time. I know there's, couple, I know there's a couple in Venice Shores that have basements. Or, I'm sorry, not in Venice Shores, in um, Villamar. Oh, yeah, Villamar, there's a Yeah, but there's it's just a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them you're talking about uh, crawls. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not even seeing a ton of slabs. They have portions no, mostly, that are slabs, but yeah, mostly, mostly crawls. crawls. And now that comes, now with when we have our home inspection, that's an additional thing to look for is, you know, do we have water in the crawl? Has there been evidence of moisture? Do we have, you know, are we vapor locked? Do we have uh, a sump crock that is going to be kicking out water? Um, that's definitely something to look for. We do not want a wet crawl. It can cause all sorts of issues. Mold, it can cause, you know, your floors to be uh, cold and damp. You can have all sorts of issues with a wet crawl. And, yes, Peter did say a sump crock in the crawl. Mm-hmm. If most people don't know, a lot of times there will be a pretty substantial sump in, yeah. in the crawl space. Because you are going to get water just like a basement, and you want to keep it as dry as possible. Right. And so that's definitely something to look for. Also, we want to look at what condition is your seawall in. So do you have a steel seawall? Is it the old wood one? Is it in good shape? Has it been repaired or replaced recently? Does it need repair or replacing? Because that can be something that is unbelievably expensive to repair or replace. That is not the first expense you want after you move into your dream waterfront canal front home is having 100, 150 foot of seawall that you have to replace immediately. Right. And And it adds no value in your home. None. Um, also, we want to look at uh, 
in an inspection, do you, do you have a boat hoist? Do you have dockage? Is you know what kind of condition is that in? Um, so those, there's going to be some additional things that you're going to need to take a look at in a waterfront home on an inspection. Um, but the the other thing we wanted to talk about, given that it's November, you guys are probably thinking, why in the world are you guys talking about waterfront houses when we're about to start ice fishing? And I think the biggest thing is the people that need to, to sell waterfronts right now need to sell. Absolutely. Now is the time where if, you, if you're one of those people thinking, oh, I'm going to take a look at waterfront in the spring, yeah. um, check out where you're at right now because right. now is when you may get a little bit more of a deal than in the spring, even though, yeah, the market's going to be flooded. But most of the time, these people want what they want. They know they have a commodity. Yeah. And, and a lot of them don't even have to sell. Yeah, well, there's now is a great time. Everyone's put away their boats for the year. The you know the the impending Michigan winter is coming. Ooh. You know they, they people are not going to want to look at ice for six months. And, and when they're ready to move, you know they've had their fun in the summer, and now they're ready to move. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you can get a deal. Yes, the inventory is limited, but if you have some flexibility on your price, if you've got some flexibility on the condition of the house, and especially if you have some flexibility on location, that's the biggest one. If you've got some flexibility on location, the deals can still be had on waterfront houses right now. You know, your oh, price absolutely. per square foot. Yeah, I was just checking the prices per square foot. They were not that much higher than inland houses right now, uh, which is I think is crazy. That's nuts. So if you are thinking about it, now is a great time to buy. But that being said, the other thing is if you're thinking about selling your waterfront, you can still sell. There's no competition. Very, very little competition. And like I said, we do have these waterfront buyers out there that are looking. It's Again, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a great time to buy and sell waterfront. Right and, now. and it's and not like we're trying to talk out of both sides of our mouth, but... The inventory is low. Yeah. And we, we can definitely, definitely have a waterfront on the market right now. And like we're talking about, buyers want to buy. Right. Sellers want to sell. And it can be. It's Guys, I know the thought is always, is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? And the people don't realize that it can be, we can have a win-win in a real estate transaction. It can be a great time to sell and a great time to buy. The interest rates are still low. Uh, and the inventory shortage creates a great spot to be a seller. So there really is a, a, a great position to be in on, no matter what side of that transaction you're going to be on. Absolutely. So, guys, this is fantastic. If you're thinking about buying a waterfront, if you're considering it, if you're a boater who has just always wanted to be able to come outside, you know, come home from work and hop right on your boat instead of trailering it 30 minutes to go to the water, it's, it's, it is a dream. It really is. If you're thinking about doing this and if you maybe you thought, oh, I just can't afford to live on the water, you probably can Now's a good time to take a quick look. Uh, we we can set you up uh, in the MLS. Uh, it's super super accurate. We we always know when they when the homes come on the market immediately, right. and immediately. you'll know when we know. Yep, and that's the, the great thing about it too is, is we can hop on this right now, especially with like I said the low inventory. You can get these properties at a little bit of a discount. But uh, like we said, we will uh, we appreciate you guys listening. If you're thinking about it, give us a call. Our numbers right on the podcast there. Uh, Or if you have any real estate-related questions, we'd love to answer for you. But thank you for listening, guys. We will uh, catch you next time. Take care.